So check this out. Bright Hire just launched this amazing AI sidekick called Bright Hire Plan. It's like having your very own AI assistant that can build full interview plans in just minutes. Imagine going from a job title to a thoughtfully crafted, inclusive job description and a full structured interview plan in minutes. No, not hours anymore. It's a game changer for recruiters and hiring managers. I know I'm usually the one to hate on new tech, but honestly, this sounds incredible. This is AI used right for better quality and more efficiency. It's like the holy grail of recruiting. Dozens of companies from high growth startups to multi-billion dollar enterprises are already using Bright Hire Plan to save tons of money, time, and raise the quality of their hiring. And here's the best part. You can give Bright Hire Plan a spin for free. That's right, for free for 30 days. Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. All right. Time for another Firing Squad. What's up, everybody? This is the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, joined as always, the Daffy to my Donald. Chad Sowash is in the house. And today we welcome to Firing Squad, Alex Swivnov, CEO at InSquad. Alex, how are you? Uh, doing great. Thank you very much, Joel, Chad. Nice to meet you and nice to meet everybody out there. Hello. Sorry. All the way Sorry. from Serbia. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for butchering your name. Svivnov. Svivnov is that correct? <laughs> Svinov. Thank God you're Alex. Svinov. I can do that one. I can, <laughs> I can say that one. Oh, you don't know my real name. <laughs> it's actually Alexander. Oh, well, that's easy too. I can do that. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> All right. So we know a little bit about you personally. For our listeners out there that don't know you, give them a, a Twitter bio and look, give us give us a window into Alex. What's he all about? I'm a computer science graduate. For 15 years after that, I've been doing uh, finance and investment banking. And then I felt like I, you know, I had it all. I knew it all and it didn't feel like fun at all. So I maybe nine, 10 years ago, I switched to uh, startups, founded my first startup in 2014, which went very well, founded second startup, which also went well. And uh, they're still profitable and running businesses. And then I felt like, you know, startups is something that I really enjoy doing. And uh, then I failed a few times. And uh, here I am uh, now doing my sixth startup. That's in squad. And father of three. So he does yeah. get out. He does get out and live a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah. Awesome. My wife says, you know, you should be more with kids. Uh, so I, I'm working on that. That's my KPI for this year. <laughs> Now, does that mean have more kids or just spend more time with the ones you have? No, she's not. She's not ready for more kids. She, she's like, you know, first take care of these ones. Then we'll talk about new ones. <laughs> All right. Always a good idea. Always a good idea. Yeah, 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 that's true. I love kids. Welcome to the squad, Chad. Tell him what he's won today. Well, welcome, Alex. This is how firing squad is, is going to work, my friend. At the sound of the bell... 
You will have two minutes to pitch in squad. At the end of two minutes, we're going to hit you up with about 20 minutes of Q&A. Be sure to be concise with all your answers. Are you going to get hit with the crickets? That just means tighten it up, move out swiftly. At the end of Q&A, you're going to receive one of three of these from either Joel or myself. A big applause. Grab that checkered flag and take a big chug of milk because you just won the race, baby. Golf clap. You're not the fastest in the race, but you're in the race. So so knuckle down and focus on getting better faster. And last but not least, you brought a horse to the Indy 500. Pack it up and take that walk to the glue factory, my friend, because you are done here. That's the firing squad. Do you have any questions? That is a tire in the parking lot is that sound right there. (laughs) Alex, are you ready to pitch in squad? Ready as I am. All right. In three, two... Yeah, here we go. Uh, when I was at my last startup, uh, it's a fintech, fintech company, I had a great issue of uh, building a software engineering team. And it's like I've been uh, interviewing lots of uh, developers, lots of data scientists, and so on and so forth. But once I would find some really good uh, uh, ones, I would, you know, they would either ask for too much money or they would look for something else. And essentially, it took me like a half a year to build this a good a good team. And then I figure out that this is problem not just my own problem, but pretty much everybody in the market is uh, having the same problems. Now that was in back in 2020 when this was much more acute than today. However, that you know finding talented engineers is still a huge problem for any startup, particularly for a startup because engineers always want stability. They want some big big projects. So if I'm a small startup, you know, where I'm going to find talent, right? And startups always depend on these talents. So that's why we built InSquad. What we did is we went out to remote locations like Latin America, Eastern Europe, Far East, and we built a pipeline of software engineers, which we would uh, vet uh, with machine and uh, with the human. And then we would uh, get them matched with the uh, cool startups in U.S. And that played out very nicely because... You as a startup get a, a great talent, which you wouldn't be able to get at home at very good prices, which are, again, like have their level of the price at the U.S. Uh, uh, software engineer. And you would get them right right immediately, right? Because all the engineers we have on our platform available to, uh, to start in two weeks. So, uh, yeah, that's... That's where we are, and so far we've helped over 50 startups, and we have over 200 engineers working for them, and about 3,000 guys in the vetted pool. That's it. Pretty close. Pretty close to time. Pretty close to time. Let's talk about the name in Squad. How'd you come up with it? What's the story? Give us the 411. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, we're, when we're talking about this name, we're thinking about the best software engineering team. It's like a small squad right? Where everybody is working towards the same goal, you know, everybody's supporting each other. And it's a little bit, uh, it is a little bit like an army. It's definitely not like an army in a big sense, but a little bit like an army in the sense that, you know, you've got your own task and you got to finish it no matter what. Uh, And that's why we thought that, you know, 
uh, having people in squad is uh, you know somewhat reminds you of 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 this uh, of these values of this goal. Okay, I can buy that. I can buy that. All right, so so money wise, you've generated two hundred k in investment. The last round was in twenty twenty one, which seems quite a while to wait for another round of investment. Talk about that. Are you just that profitable now that you don't need uh, money to take on the big dogs, or what's what's up with investment? We used the initial investment. Uh, for uh, to actually generate the 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 product, uh, which is a portal where we can, we source engineers. Uh, when we in 2022, the market changed a lot because the the demand for engineers has gone uh, uh, down significantly. And uh, so what we've done essentially, we use this time to build our uh, funnel of engineers and uh, bring them more on board. So by the time when you know the next uh, growth phase comes, which we which we already see, it kind of you know the market stabilized and we already see the demand, uh, we would have you know a good pipeline of engineers. We will definitely go to the market to raise our Series A, uh, but I, I'm assuming later this year or maybe early next year because our business is actually it is pro- we are profitable these days. However, we would still need the investments for, mar- for things like marketing, brand building, and uh, you know, expanding our franchise. So, okay, let's go back to something that you just said. You said the market for developers has has slowed down significantly, which I would agree. But then you also said that you think it'll pick up based on everything that we hear with you know AI taking jobs from developers, being able to do code, turning entry level coders into 10x developers. Why do you think it's going to come back? Well, there are a few things we should separate. First is AI is really taking jobs away from developers. And my answer is no. It is certainly taking some, it can uh, uh, complete certain tasks. Uh, It can work as a junior level developer. However, in our case, we don't work with a junior level developers per se. Only, we only offer senior level, architect level, you know, team lead level engineers. So that is something AI cannot do now. It may do it sometime in the future, but not as, as for now. However, uh, AI also needs uh, engineers, and these engineers are called data scientists, you know, the guys that are training models and uh, uh, aggregating data, uh, you know, building the silos and so on and so forth, which is, again, something that AI cannot really do uh, at this moment. More, more to that, we actually are seeing increased demand. Uh, we like, for example, our first client asked for for prompt engineer, which is a new profession that uh, came came into play with the with the rise of ChatGPT. So the first requ- request we we had in in January, and now we have more and more to that. So uh, I mean, if if uh, if we're not going to need any more engineers or developers, then probably we're not going to, you know, we will not need anybody else. Guaranteed because uh, the you know engineer is to, in my in my view engineer is the prof- future of of uh, of any profession because you need more and more software you know we're going away from the hardware into software and that's why you will need more the data scientists more test automation guys you know more engineers that that will invent our future. All right, so taking that and actually just spinning it more onto the competitor side. So HackerRank has 103 million in funding, and they've been around since 2009. 
Turing, 160 million. Test Gorilla has over 80 million. Then there's Coderbyte, Codility, Hacker Earth, and a list of other like, somewhat like platforms that are out there. What makes InSquad different from all of those, other than the lack of funding and lack of years and service? Well, uh, we are very much product focused. And uh, what we are trying to do is to have only superb talent on our platform. Mm-hmm. Now, that, I mean, everybody would say, you know, nobody would try to, to, to sell you some, you know, some lousy engineers, right? Everybody would, would be saying that we're, we've got great talents. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, this is what I hear from our customers, you know, that they come back to us and ask for more because the quality they get with our platform is outstanding. And that's what we strive to go through to get only the, the superior talents on our platform. I, I wouldn't say that our um, biggest competitors are these platforms. I would say our biggest competitors are, you know, old style staffing, staffing firms, which are only looking for small customers and they have 25 to 50 to 100 engineers on board and they can only do a certain amount of uh, work. Because if you look at the market in general, all these new platforms you're talking about, they are just a tiny one or two or 3% of the market in general. Okay. So more toward what Joel was talking about, today's landscape, GitHub, who owned by Microsoft, uh, is using AI to make mediocre coders good and good coders great. IBM announced that they're slashing 3,900 jobs on the focus of automation and cost cutting in the tech industry, right? So there's, there's going to be a huge change in demand. Here's the, the hard part. Looking at yourself in the mirror in the morning, you've got to be afraid of these automated AI engineers that take, and, and, and again, we're talking about speed, right? And speed means funding. And we talked about Hacker Rank and all those others who have the funding. Right now, do you have the juice to be able to pivot to all of those other engineers, QA, QC, prompt engineerings? Uh, do you have enough juice to pivot and keep up with the others, not to mention the automation? Because it's not about, is it going to create new new jobs? Of course it is. We know that. But do you have the juice to be able to pivot and stay in the race with the rest of them? Well, uh, you know, I'm the CEO of the company as long as, long as I am the CEO and, you know, I believe in this idea, definitely I, I will have the juice. And not only will I have it, but we already already actually pivoted when we've seen the you know the we've seen a lot of demand in AI. We've basically focused all our you know sourcing efforts and all our selling efforts on working with the with the AI, and that that played out very nicely, especially last half a year when when we got we got so many you know so many startups coming and hey we want to automate this with AI hey we want to use, integrate ChatGPT. And that's where we are, you know, that's where we're getting the biggest chunk of business these days. Uh, just today, we signed a new customer. They are doing animation. Uh, they want to automate uh, motion picture creation, whereby you would do, you would just type in ChatGPT like prompt, and it will create animation immediately. So, and we see it in every segment: in legal, in 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 finance, in uh, in you know, in. Uh, creation of movies everywhere. You said that you have a higher level of developer 
in your in your network, correct? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, what what makes you think that you have people that aren't in Upwork or aren't in you know these other platforms that have techies? Like, what makes your sauce so secret? We're trying to keep it very personal in the sense that each and every engineer that we have on our platform has a, a video recording of the actual interview with in squad recruiter. And that's uh, that's much different from what you would see at Upwork, where it's basically self-serve, right? Which we, we try to put extra effort to get only the guys that we know. They not only they have passed tests at a very high level, but and, but we also had the technical recruiter go with them through all their experience. And then, if if for example during this uh, interview, our technical recruiter is not. Uh, is not entirely satisfied with the, the explanation what exactly was done on this project and on that project, what kind of technology you have been using and how you, you've been using where you, you know, adjust a, a, a code reviewer or did you actually do the code yourself on this project, uh, then if, if the tech recruiter is not, you know, uh, entirely satisfied with the answer, we would not skill, list that skill with this particular profile. So basically, any, anybody that we bring to our customer, we are certain that we know that this skill and set is actually matched to the, to the resume. But there's no exclusive that you sign with the candidate that says you can't go to Upwork. So there's a good chance no. that these people are all over the place, not just your platform. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that they are at Upwork because Upwork typically is uh, for you know for lower level, lower skilled uh, gigs, and the guys that we are working with, they are typically interested in some complicated tasks. They want. They don't want to have a small project. They because they they essentially are looking more for an employment type relationship, but because they're outside US, they are okay with the contract. That would so Or Turing or hacker way. rank then. I mean those yeah, are two to top tier. Yeah, those are two top tier. So they could be in those those uh, platforms then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They could okay. be what's up guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising? Well game changing efficiency of course. What does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates reduce cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.ai. HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. HireMaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting HireMaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R. AI. So when I go to your site and I look at, you know, web three developers and how many you have, they're typically around the 100 to 125 ish number. Is that what you expected to have after, you know, being in business for three years? Is it less than you would like to have as a, as someone who doesn't do this, it, it feels low to me, but I want you to speak to what your, your perception is of how you're growing the network. Yeah. 
if you are talking about Web3, that's a you know totally new set of technologies. And um, there is just the fact that there, you know, if you would ask how many Rust or uh, developers do we do we have uh, on our platform? It's it's essentially a function of how many Rust developers are out there, and there ain't many. I mean, if you would look at JavaScript, there are you know there are good chance there are a few million engineers all over the world. If you are talking about Rust or Solano or some other you know similar technology, they would be like ten twenty thousand. So that's why we we. We don't have that many of these engineers. So okay, so Meta, Metaverse, you have 135. Metaverse has been around for 10 years. It's hot. It was really hot a few years ago. So forget about Web three, and I, I would feel like there'd be a lot more Metaverse developers out there. It's also the the question that most of our customers are not looking for that type of engineers. Then why feature Metaverse on your website if your customers don't want Metaverse developers? Most of them don't. There are some that would would you know would ask for, but most of them want you know plain uh, strong JavaScript or Python or Java or C engineers. So uh, we do obviously we do have uh, engineers in metaverse and in in the blockchain space and in the web three space, but it's not that you know not the main source of uh, interest for our uh, for our customers these days. I'm going to take what Joel is doing in the micro and I'm going to go macro. Okay, so Statistica says there's around 20 million developers in the world today, which means if you had two percent, you would have half a million developers in your platform. How many developers do you currently have in your platform? 3,000. So not 2%. Not 2% okay. of it, okay. of course. My, okay. Yeah, okay. and my take on this is that the market is huge, right? It's very wide. And yeah. uh, it would be uh, unreasonable to expect that any platform would have like 2% of the entire world market. I mean, there are certain areas in the world like Latin America where we have a very significant chunk of their, say, JavaScript engineers oh, yeah. are on our platform uh, out of out of uh, you know all the senior engineers, but I definitely wouldn't think that we're you know taking the the two percent of the entire world. Okay, well on your site it says our vetting process lets in only top two percent developers, right? Yeah. So they they also say it says get seventy five percent interview to hire with. In squad. That's that's yeah. awesome. I love that. I love that. So two questions around that. What's the base number of interviews to hires you're working off on that sample set? What's the total? Right now we have over 200 engineers working with the um, with the uh, startups, and mm -hmm. uh, if we're ta if we're taking that over the period of two years, it would have been over 300 engineers. So that's that's the data set we get. We have. We we use the large large data set. And okay. uh, getting back to your first question about two percent, that basically means that out of the guys that get into our funnel on mm -hmm. the top, uh, suppose we would get two hundred engineers today uh, try to apply to, uh, to our platform, and the, uh, ultimately we would get only two out of this one hundred that would uh, the, we would put their profile on our platform so that they get matched with the project. That's that's what 2% means. So they would be qualified. At yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Okay. So how does your system know the candidate was hired? Every time when we have a, a company come to us and request an engineer, we would, you know, we would sign a contract with them. We were, we're working based on a contract with a company. So kind of like a staffing. Setup? It's exactly okay. a staffing model. Yeah. So we know everybody who was hired. Access okay. to the platform is free uh, unless you unless you hire somebody. 
Okay, so around the product real quick, you've got pre-screening, quizzes, coding challenges, recruiter interview. Is there any training that you keep uh, in the platform to continue to help the individuals become uh, better at what they do and more sticky to your platform? That's a very good point. We are, you know, launching this part. It's not yet there. It's got. It's due to be launched this fall. Uh, we will have a you know huge separate part that will take care of their training of their you know of taking their career path because obviously we want to stay you know we want to stay strong guys to stay with us for longer so we want to make sure that they that you know the their project is something that they are interested in or if they want to try new technology we are there to help them get themselves themselves educated and find themselves a new new project. Let's talk about marketing real quick. So my perception is there's not a lot going there. I've got three blog posts that I can see on the website. Your last Instagram uh, post was in 2022. If I click in squad in media on your website, it just takes me back to uh, the cases page. So there's I don't see a lot of press that you're sort of touting. Like what's going on marketing wise and how are you getting professionals to the site? How are you getting employers to the site? Because I don't see a lot of things going on marketing wise. Yeah. Uh, as for professionals, we've uh, tried many techniques and we've seen that uh, out, simple outreach works the best uh, in, in a sense that we, we can uh, target our audience very well because uh, when we, we, we use marketing tools, we would get a lot of entry-level guys uh, to try to go through our system and they would never pass. So the conversion ratios were really, really low. So what we then decided is we first, we, we use, uh, we buy databases within, uh, with the contacts, uh, obviously where it's legally permitted. And then we do called outreach because in, in some places it's, it's not allowed. So we, we don't do that there. Now, uh, and, that, and that plays out very well, uh, meaning that, the guys that we outreach in a, in a uh, in many cases they are actually are interested in, in this type of an offer uh, as for as for the customers uh, or for new clients we've found that uh, offline events uh, work much better than online uh, these days there's just too much of a uh, too much of online content that uh, all our you know target audience the CEOs and CTOs of the startups that we're trying to target there are getting. So we're participating in all sorts of offline events, conferences, uh, and that, that works well. It feels like a conference would be a great time to, I don't know, create content for social media. Does that not come into play with you guys? Like what's going on there? I fully appreciate that. And that's, you know, the, uh, I've, I've heard these questions before. However, we've, what we've seen is uh, our sales process is built on uh, a direct B2B communication, which does not require a lot of marketing. Now, uh, once we get you know, past the point where we see a lot of demand. We used marketing like last year and we found that it's not as efficient because uh, marketing helps when you have a high level of demand, right? And then it marketing helps you convert that uh, potential demand into real demand on your site. What we found last year is that due to the fact that the, the, the demand has uh, dropped, uh, direct sales are working way better. So when we go to a conference, we have a direct contact with our target audience. 
we take, we, you know, we work with them and help them build their software engineering team. You're giving me the same answer. So we'll, we'll move on oh, from sorry. that. Maybe, sorry. maybe you could go to Upwork and get a social media manager or something okay. on an hourly basis. So okay. you mentioned a series A, what do you want to be when you grow up? Do you want to be a huge company? Do you want to be like a lifestyle thing in central Europe and go to, you know, Berlin and, and Copenhagen on occasionally? Like what is the end goal for you on this business? Well, I definitely want to build it into a large business because uh, I see this this business has a very good uh, capitalization in the sense that each and every engineer that we work with and each and every customer that we work with typically stay with us up for a period of over two, two years. I mean, we have very, very little churn. Uh, so I see that business could be uh, easily capitalized and, you know, sell it in, in five years or so when it, when it uh, reaches a you know, good numbers. I personally have a number of 1,000 engineers that are working with our platform, which is five times this uh, from, from today. And uh, it's probably going to take us uh, about two years to reach that number. And then it's going to be, uh, you know, good numbers in terms of valuation. So talk to me about staffing. You you, you are pretty much a staffing company to, to some extent, uh, just more focused on online, right? Are you working with any staffing companies whatsoever? What does your go-to-market look like sales-wise, outreach, those types of things? Are you going direct to companies? Or are you actually feeding through staffing companies to be able to supercharge their deliverable? Yeah, with us, we could work with the staffing companies or we, we could work with the and, and clients. Uh, these days, we have less of a staffing. I think we have maybe three staffing companies at all, just because they're, uh, when the market is hot, you know, everybody is, uh, is trying to get uh, engineers from anywhere, right? When it's kind of cools down, uh, it doesn't really make sense for us to go with the staffing firms because we would take up a lot of their margin or they would take up a lot of our margin. So our our uh, goal for this year and uh, up until the point when you, the market you know is gonna um, catch up is is to work directly with the customers. Okay, so pricing. I'm assuming you're going off of uh, just a, a percentage of margin. What what, what are you working off of there? Uh, yeah, well, we, our margin is uh, included in the ultimate price of any, any engineer. Okay, what is it? The margin is yeah anywhere between ten and forty five percent, really depending on on the exact requirements on uh, uh, and uh, you know complexity of finding this that particular candidate. All right, Alex, the Q and A is over. It's time to face the firing squad. Are you ready, my friend? Mm. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and go first. So, you got the idea initially for this business in 2015-ish, correct? The idea for this business came when there was a high need for developers. There was a ton of energy when you started the company with the pandemic, there was money flowing into startups. I would have loved to see more money uh, raised in 2020 to 2022. Um, I think it's going to be significantly harder for you to raise that Series A going forward. And the fact that it's been two years tells me there's been some hurdles to get that funding. But I also think that from the original idea of this company, the world really has changed. Um, I really do believe that you know Elon Musk laying off 80% of his developers or whatever that is, is going to be a trend in all kinds of companies and not just tech. We see IBM to BT to all kinds of companies talk about AI taking jobs, talking about layoffs. So I think you're going to be, you're going to struggle just from that fact of the world has changed because of chat GPT. 
I think that you're bringing a squirt gun to a howitzer fight. We mentioned touring and Della, not just Upwork and Fiverr and some other big companies with a lot of money, a lot of brand recognition. At best, you can be like a really laser focused niche that does have great Web3 developers or metaverse or like really unique kind of industries. But this also feels like a company that has sort of ran out of steam. When I look at your social media, when I look at your content online, when I see links that don't go anywhere, to me, that says a company that was really pumped up at first, was putting out content and has like just sort of ran out of gas. So for those three reasons, for me, I can't grade any any other way but the guns. Oh, Chad. Okay, Alex, first and foremost, you got to tighten up that pitch, my friend. You got to tighten up that pitch. It's got to be tight. White glove service sounds like your forte. And I think that's awesome. The thing is you can't scale white glove human interaction. It's really hard unless what? Unless you're working with an organization that has that kind of scale, like a staffing organization. That's the thing is that if you want to be able to grow, this is all about scale, all about scale. Not to mention, if you take a look at your outreach and how you explained it to us, the outreach that you're currently doing isn't scalable. You need more traffic at the top end of the funnel that leads down to your screening and coding challenges. You've got the system in place. You just need to feed the beast, man. You got to feed the beast. But manual outreach is not your friend and it will never be your friend. I, I love the, the idea of going out to events and doing those types of things to get, to, to get the word out there, especially in the community. One thing you're missing, a huge gap in the market, especially right now. Joel talked about all the AI taking jobs, blah, blah, blah. Whether that's true or it's not true, doesn't fucking matter, man. What matters is that everybody's hearing it and they know they need to train. They need training and they need it now. It's one of the things that GitHub's doing, HackerRank's doing. A lot of these organizations are already doing Andela, which Joel just mentioned, they're feeding the beast in training a whole country <laughs> in trying to get this done. Scale. They're doing this with scale. So everything that you've hit, I, I agree with Joel with regard to two years ago, I think it would have been an easy, big applause. But unfortunately, you're, you're too late. It feels like you're bringing a horse to the Indy 500, a little bit too slow. Hopefully, hopefully you can get some funding. You can supercharge some of those areas like training and then also outreach, and then you can explode. But until then, I hope you come back and you prove us wrong. But until then, my friend, you're getting the guns. Ouch. Sorry, Alex. Oh, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> No problem. Well, we appreciate you being on the show. We appreciate you answering our questions. For our listeners out there that do want to know more about InSquad uh, and the company, where would you send them? Uh, the best way to uh, reach out to us is to contact me on the LinkedIn. I'm L-A-L-E-X-S-V-I-N-O-V. And uh, we'll, we'll continue communication there. You can also go to InSquad.com. See, I'm helping you with your marketing, now, <laughs> Alex, a little bit. <laughs> We do hope you come back and prove us wrong. But until yes. then, Alex, it sounds like you have your work cut out for you. Chad, that's another one in the can. We out. We out. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Chief podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com.
Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.